Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. Today's connection is about SIBO or small intestines bacterial overgrowth. This is a common process treated at Stat Wellness and it makes you feel horrible, but basically it's when you have too much bacteria in the wrong place of your GI tract. So your large intestines loves bacteria. It has a fermentation process. That's where your gut microbiome sits. Your small intestines doesn't have the same fermentation process and it doesn't like a lot of bacteria there. And not only does it make you feel bad, but it really decreases the absorption of key nutrients and vitamins over time. And so undiagnosed or untreated SIBO can cause a lot of other issues besides just the gut symptoms related to poor absorption of nutrients. The most common symptom that we see of SIBO is bloating, and that's because the bacteria ferment sugars and carbohydrates from our diet and produce gas that makes us feel bloated and distended, especially after eating carbohydrates. However, we see a lot of other symptoms like stomach pain, changes in bowels. It could be diarrhea or constipation. Nausea is another big one. Fatigue, weight changes, even mental health changes, depression or anxiety uh, is really correlated with SIBO. So there's a lot of different reasons you may develop SIBO, but the two kind of big umbrella processes or kind of risk factors for developing SIBO is low stomach acid and decreased motility. And so we know one of the big reasons for low stomach acid is chronic use of acid blocking medication. Those are things like proton pump inhibitors that you take for heartburn. So those decrease stomach acid and put you at risk of SIBO. Other reasons could just be aging. We know that people greater than 65 years old typically have lower stomach acid. Uh, Chronic stress, nutritional deficiencies, H. pylori, gastric bypass surgery, all of those things can impact our stomach acid. And slow motility, this can be caused by stress. We see cortisol, that hormone that puts us in fight, flight, and freeze. That hormone slows down motility, and that can increase our risk of having SIBO. You also may have a sluggish thyroid that really impacts motility. Uh, Maybe you've been diagnosed with gastroparesis, which is slow motility by itself. So low stomach acid and slow motility is the perfect combination for SIBO. And the best way or the most common way to test for SIBO is doing a hydrogen breath test. But we've actually found the accuracy of this test is not great. It depends on the source you see, but most of the times I read about 70% accurate uh, for the breath test. 
So that's why some people in like gastroenterologists or functional medicine providers, they may treat SIBO just based on symptoms alone. Sometimes if we have patients with stubborn SIBO, it is worth doing a hydrogen breath test to help us figure out, is it methane-dominant SIBO or hydrogen-dominant SIBO? Because treatment is slightly different. But I think it's very important when you think of treating SIBO to address the underlying cause. So what is causing the low stomach acid and what is causing slow motility? Because otherwise, if you just say, okay, I'm going to do an antibiotic, I'm going to clear the SIBO or small intestines bacterial overgrowth, but you don't address that root cause, you're going to get SIBO over and over and over again. And that is very frustrating for our patients. And there's a lot, a lot of different ways of treating SIBO, but the most common way is with antibiotics, either pharmaceutical, so prescriptions or natural antimicrobials, and a motility agent. Those are kind of the two starting places. From a pharmaceutical option standpoint, the two most common antibiotics in combination, depending on if it's methane-dominant or hydrogen-dominant, is zifaxin and neomycin. From a natural antimicrobial, the most common things are berberine, garlic, oregano oil, olive leaf extract. Those are some really good natural antimicrobials. And diet does play a role. And a lot of the diets used in SIBO are very, very restrictive. So you may have heard of a low FODMAP diet, GAPS diet, which stands for gut and psychology syndrome diet, and SCD or a specific carbohydrate diet. And sometimes these therapeutic diets are really useful short term while we're treating SIBO and treating treating the root cause of low stomach acid and motility issues. But we never want our patients to have to eat this way long-term because it's super restrictive and um, it's not good for your quality of life or finding balance long-term. So yes, sometimes we use these therapeutic diets short-term, but we ultimately want to address the root cause of the low stomach acid and motility first. And then also kind of looking more at a holistic approach, really focusing in on things long-term to help prevent SIBO from coming back or to help kind of just manage the SIBO while you have the treatment. I think managing stress is one of the most important things we can do, whether it's through deep breathing, meditation, yoga, acupuncture, uh, writing in a gratitude journal. Managing stress is so important to help with motility. It's also really important to eat a diet rich in vegetables, proteins, healthy fats, fiber, and really limiting our uh, processed carbohydrates or sugar because we know those processed carbohydrates and sugar are going to feed that bacteria in your small intestines and make you feel more uncomfortable. And then also supporting stomach acid, whether it's using digestive enzymes, uh, betaine, HCL, or pepsin, or maybe just doing some diluted apple cider vinegar to really support that digestion and stomach acid. And I also think it's really important to prioritize sleep. Sleep is really foundational for your overall health and wellness. It's important for your adrenal glands, your thyroid, your digestive health. It's really where you rest, you restore, and you heal. So if you're sleep deprived or not getting good sleep, I feel like that goes into every single one of these connections because it's so foundational. 
So if you think you have SIBO, maybe you're struggling with bloating, nausea, fatigue, changes in your bowels, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, I really recommend that you come see us at Stat Wellness and we can kind of walk through, is it worth doing a breath test or do we need to just treat based on symptoms? Because the symptoms of SIBO can just make you feel horrible. And even though we care so much about the symptoms, it's the long-term complications of the decreased absorption of nutrients and vitamins that can be so detrimental to our overall health and longevity. So if you are having digestive symptoms, don't just guess, don't just try a bunch of stuff over the counter. Really make sure you're getting seen and getting your gut feeling better. We are here for you. Uh, Give us a call at 404-254-5905 if you want to come in. We'd love to see you. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned for more functional medicine topics. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.